0: This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for selling stuff online. With Squarespace, you can easily create your own personalized website using the guided design system called the Fluid Engine. You choose a website template, then customize every detail with a drag-and-drop editor on desktop or mobile until your site is perfectly you. Your work-of-art site will be optimized for any device your customers use, and SEO tools are integrated into the platform so your customers will be able to find you. What can you sell on your site? Well, almost anything. In addition to physical merch, you can sell files like music, eBooks, online courses, PDFs, or even memberships to your site behind a paywall. Your website will offer seamless checkout with various payment options. Then you can use built-in analytics to track your top traffic sources and identify growth opportunities. Head to Squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com GameScoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's Squarespace.com GameScoop for 10% off.
1: Hey there, it's Rachel
2: Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.
1: IGN
3: Games GameScoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games GameScoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. Good to be back here with you this week is Greg Miller. Hey, Damie! Thank you for uh, taking care of the show last week no in problem. my absence. I did what I could. Justin Davis is here. Yes, I'm very happy to be back. And Anthony Gallegos Hello. is also here. It's a uh, rainy, <laughs> gloomy day, gloomy Friday in San Francisco. The problem
2: is it's not even really rainy. It's just drizzling. I well, want some real I d- rain if it's going
3: to rain. No, I don't want any rain, actually. all. Yeah, I said if it's going to rain. No, I do love rain
4: really yeah no. have i prefer rain. i prefer no rain so I don't, i'm i from the midwest and we get like thunderstorms yeah. and it's very oh, yeah. atmospheric and it helps you go to sleep and here you just get fucking wet like yeah. everything yeah.
3: yeah it's terrible but we're in high spirits because we're throwing the biggest party in San Francisco tonight. Word. And it's going to be off the hook.
2: It's yep. Damon DJing. Mm-hmm. It's you and Ty's birthday. Yep. There's another birthday there, but the listeners don't know her, so whatever.
3: Yeah, but and then it's another person's birthday. Today oh is Tom's God. birthday, who was on the oh Knocking God. Boots
2: a couple times. Wow. This is going mm-hmm. to be insane. I know. Too many birthdays. No, not too many. Too, okay, just enough birthdays. <laughs> to the Correct them out. Yeah. Correct them out. It's gonna be good. What, did we? Did anyone tell you we're filming part of, or we're taking, we're doing things for part of my YouTube show thing that we're doing what? at the show tonight? Yeah. At the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What? I didn't Come on. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just so that, I'm gonna be dressed to the. I'm nines. just there to really? dance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see. You're gonna, it's, gonna be uncomfortable. They're just taking still. No, I'll be off, don't worry. We're okay. just
5: there to have fun.
2: I'm going to have fun doing this. Now you're <laughs> okay. That's like you got to be not working sometimes, Greg. It's just taking photos. It's gonna be fun, everybody. It's just a little photo shoot. So we're exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. I'm glad you are now on the same page. Okay. Well, anyway. The biggest news of the week
3: is undoubtedly the announcement of Resident Evil 6. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought it was happened. your birthday. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, my birthday is actually next week, oh. uh, but we're partying this week. But no, Resident Evil 6 was announced this week. Well. Uh-huh. Um, what do you guys think about that?
2: I couldn't even be bothered to watch the trailer. So really? You watched the trailer? I, don't, I, don't, I, I watched, was really busy yesterday. <laughs> I watched the trailer and started off
5: being like, yes, yes, and then I was like, oh more of the same. For me and all the listeners at home
2: who haven't watched it yet, tell me what happens in it.
5: Uh, so at first they fight some undead zombies and you're like, oh cool, undead zombies coming back. And then they fight like the typical like new Resident Evil shit where it's oh, like it's an oil monster and a giant <laughs> a giant guy with a blade arm and all kinds of dumb shit and you're like, I'm sure the story is going to be nonsensical as every other Resident Evil. But I have no doubt that it'll probably be fun. Leon Kennedy's is back. Yeah, he is, that's who, good. Somebody else is back. Chris uh, Redfield. Redfield. Chris Redfield, that's the one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then, if people, some IGN editors are to believe, it implies Ada Wong possibly mm-hmm. making a return. Mm-hmm. The new, uh, the new Leon Kennedy looks just like
4: Sawyer from Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like I like
3: Sawyer from Lost. Yeah, so uh, the trailer starts out with him. Uh, he's talking with the president, and apparently the president was going to make an announcement about. The outbreak or something, but then you find out the president has been turned into a zombie. Oh, exactly, so
5: it's President Evil. Uh, that, that, that joke was made on on a website. I saw today. So, I didn't. I
4: didn't see it. I thought I just came up with that on my own. Well, it's nope. pretty. It was still clever. Okay, You're still um, clever.
5: But the game looks definitely a lot more action. Like you know, like uh, it, you in Resident Evil four, right? Yeah. You know, Leon Kennedy had his infamous spin kick. You know, where yeah, he had yeah. to fucking launch people. He definitely has that, but now he can also, like, slide on the ground under nice. people and, like, kick out their legs. Yeah, a lot
3: of that action. And there was, like, cover. It looks like. It reminded me of
5: Gears of War. It was
3: exactly. Like a a cover based shooter. So,
2: from what you've seen, do the controls look like absolute shit, like usual Resident Evil games? Mm-hmm. No, they definitely look like they're trying to
5: make this much more
4: like. Gears
2: of War Yes.
5: Yeah,
4: so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the days of. If you like old school Resident Evil with tank
5: controls nope. and whatnot, yeah, those days are over. They're not coming back. Right. I, well, I
2: didn't even like Resident Evil so, so, the question so just comes yeah. down
5: to then how are they going to make it scary? That's the thing. Like, an action game's cool, but. Resident Evil games started off survival horror, and they're becoming less and less. Yeah, survival I mean, horror. I
4: don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a zombie action game.
3: I think so. Yeah, loved Resident Evil. Uh, I particularly loved the Gamescoop. Or I'm sorry, the GameCube remake of <laughs> yeah. uh, of the original. That's what I was gonna awesome. kind of say. That was so good. That's
4: my favorite one.
3: That was so good. And then Resident Evil four on GameCube, probably the best Resident Evil game.
4: And then Resident Evil Five was such shit. Yeah, it really such
5: was such crap. Man. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't scary again. It can wasn't we, scary ever. Do it, we have
4: time to talk remake a little bit? That game's so good. Yes, we can talk the remake. Oh man, GamesCube talking about it. that. It's so great. That was probably the last game where I was legitimately like
2: scared. Like I can't I'm not playing that game at night with the you lights off. You had to off. play it at night. That was the only time. I oh, remember yeah, yeah. playing it during a thunderstorm like yeah. All lights off in the house. That was awesome.
3: No, I wouldn't play those games, like, during the day. And it yeah, did, it's been so, like,
4: it had legit scares with, like, the Crimson Head zombies uh, and stuff, but it also had, like, funny, like, little scares referencing the original Resident Evil, like the dogs bursting through the window, but then in this time it's, like, a fake-out.
5: Like, yeah, the window just, like, cracks and you think dogs are going to bust through, but they don't. Yeah, or the first time you encounter a leaper, it actually, like, smashes through a door. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you're like, I didn't even know monsters could smash through yeah, doors. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And what was the name of like the deformed girl that like oh, yeah, slowly right. hunts
2: you down? Kim Kardashian.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, anyway
2: I can't remember, I can't name. remember the name, but and I remember I loved. The, the
4: itchy tasty the the little journal entry that you can read from the
5: guy where yes. he's like slowly turning into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. see that's back when they were scary and I feel like less and less they're becoming less scary, which is I mean it's fine, but it's like calling it Resident Evil Six just seems almost disingenuous. It seems like it's more like Resident Evil Colon. You know,
3: well so that's that's the other interesting thing is that we still have Operation Raccoon City coming. Yeah. That's, I think that's a weird announcement Does, I feel like the announcement of Resident Evil 6 sort of takes the wind out of yeah. uh, Raccoon City sales has there,
2: been, has there been wind in Raccoon City sales <laughs> though? It seems like nobody's been talking about so it So is
3: that Capcom saying Well, nobody cares about our next upcoming Resident Evil games so We gotta make Resident Evil
5: 6
2: I mean, you figure now we're all talking about it again well, what could they have done to get me to talk about Operation <laughs> From what i 6, though,
5: you know, 6 didn't ever imply to me that it, it didn't really look like it was co-op-focused, and maybe yeah, yeah. that's the focus of mm-hmm. Recon City. it's like yeah, cause it's, it's multiplayer. Like, like, like Recon City's very, Raccoon multiplayer. Recon City is,
4: like, four-player co-op. Yeah. So. I think, so not to take this in a weird direction, but oh, it reminds gosh. me a little bit. I, like, yeah. Here comes, we'll a here corner. comes, uh, it reminds me of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Where like, <laughs> they started as one thing, and then they sort of got Tokyo cracker. Drift? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, then they had, had Tokyo Drift, and now, but then it's like a renaissance, right? Like, now they're good, again. Yeah. Like, they're heist movies now, they're not even that really much about cars, so it's yeah, like yeah. Resident Evil, rock, it's like yeah, of- the days of it being survival horror kind of done, but that doesn't mean it can't be good, like. Well, yeah, but except I didn't think Resident Evil Five was very good.
2: No, I didn't either. Well, I think he's saying that Six could be the Renaissance. Well, what, no? I, what, what I wonder it's is just that I missed that. Like, okay, just,
3: why does Capcom think people don't want a, a classic Resident Evil game? Why? Why, yeah. why don't think think people would like a scary horror game? It's the same reason nobody makes normal zombie games. I love yeah. I
2: love the idea of a great zombie game, but then you get to the freaking blade arms and the things jumping around with giant tongues. It's like uh, not not liquors from Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead's fine, but even then they start to deviate. It's like I just want to I just want to live in the zombie apocalypse. Even even the early Resident Evil games had some of that. Oh, um, I know that's one of the reasons. Yeah, they, I was they, always they like, they had ah, liquors. Really?
3: And, well, yeah, yeah little I, little, I always liked that stuff. No, but you it, didn't. there the difference between you know the modern games and the old games is that they, there was suspense in the old games. There was like long quiet periods where you didn't what what's gonna happen next? and Resident Evil Five was just a sh- it was a shooter, you know. Well,
2: yeah, how many times do we pick up games? Now? We always say that you know if you don't hook us in the first 15 minutes or whatever, we're gonna move on to something else. Mm-hmm. That's how the gamers are too. That's how the kids are out there. You think the kids these days with their constant iPhone birds and whatnot, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna be birds, all yeah. like, oh man, 15 minutes of walking down a hallway. This is great. But fuck, you walked it for you walked for five minutes on, in Uncharted Three and you got pissed off. Like you're just walking around. People are like, why am I walking? Why am I not shooting anything? No, this is a zombie game, right? This is a pirate game, right? <laughs> Where the fuck are the zombie pirates?
4: Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay.
3: That That's a spirited rant from Greg Miller.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't I don't know if you want any kind of genuine answer to that rant or not. Or if
2: no, you're just ranting. I, I, no, I wasn't really just ranting, but I, I did, I, did I, I took a corner there. But, yeah, David's a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm hypocrite. not a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm poking you in the chest right now. <laughs> no, you're too far away. Uh, it,
3: the, that scene in Uncharted 3 devolved to a point where I wasn't playing a game anymore. but. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about that's not what it was like playing the old Resident True. Evil games, so, so, in a so those, games yeah. those
2: games
4: are built on pacing and it's not if you have too if your character feels too powerful and if you're too strong and if it's too action oriented then it's never scary anymore you know you need to feel powerless in order for those games to work the way that they were designed to work that's it. And that's sort of why they had shitty controls as well. It's not like they were incapable of making games that controlled well. It's like you intentionally couldn't turn around 180 degrees quickly because that was part of the point. Like, you needed to feel like you were in danger. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, they announced Resident Evil 6 this yeah. week. They uh, released a three and a half minute trailer, That's and long. they gave us the release date. It's November 20th coming up fast come this year. Yeah. So it was a really big announcement, and it was kind of strange. Yeah. There wasn't any build up to it. Yeah, really. and so we there, can th-
4: expect November know. 20th. is quick. We can expect RE6 info to come kind of yeah. fast and furious. Uh,
1: <laughs> if I was them,
5: I would move that. I would move that game yeah. up to uh, October, September. Just saying. I don't know. Evil? Really I mean, not. the last
3: Resident Evil Five is the best-selling Resident Evil ever. It's
5: true. I'm just it's saying, sold, what, I, five million just, copies. Yeah, I'm just I mean, saying, saying I wouldn't release it in the same month as Call of Duty. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think R.E. can hang with Call. Well, I mean, it's not
4: going to outsell Call of
3: Duty. Right, but right, right. I'm, just, I'm
5: just saying I would release it before. Okay, you think it gets delayed. Yeah, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm. Here's some big news There's Uh-oh. going to be Pre-order bonuses At GameStop Best Buy And Amazon According to Capcom Each retailer Will each get an Exclusive map That will function With various modes In the game Oh wow Neat That stuff's dumb Are we also-
2: going to <laughs> Freelance Ryan Get us to come back And review this one
5: Yeah right. Yeah for sure
2: Also I'd like to Point out that I
5: don't know The release date Of Call of Duty No one does But come on Yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand <laughs> but You, come you on. don't know But you know November It's always November uh, listener Jason Bristol writes in
3: He uh, he, wanted, he's saying, he thinks the new Resident Evil looks interesting Okay uh, He says it looks like they split the game into three different elements Leon playing survival horror Chris is the current squad action style And the Merc having nemesis enemy chases What do you think when games cater to different play styles Is this a good or bad thing?
5: It's a, it's, a, it's a thing. I like it when it it's exists a in a way that you can play through the whole game with one type of playstyle, not where I have to adapt my playstyle at several mm-hmm. different points. Mm.
4: Yeah, that's like, a good point, point. and I don't know if I have too much faith in Capcom to execute. You know, if it re- if that's really is how it is, you know, different playstyles for different characters,
5: like to execute on that. vision. What was the last Capcom game that was made that you thought, man, that was really good? Exactly, that's sort of what I'm saying. Well, but, so they they still make really good fighting games. Well, yeah, okay, right, right, right. So like, but I don't play those. I'm saying, so like, what was the last? <laughs>
2: So it was the last game I played. No, no, no. It, was really, it, was really it was the
5: last, the last game that, you, that anyone here liked that was like, oh, that was a really good Capcom game. Yep. Okay, about, uh, Okay. I so uh, no, I want to I figure this out. So I, I loved Resident Evil 4, so
2: go. let's start from there. Yeah, Mega Man. I liked Mega Lost Man Planet. 9, the yeah, the so they one. did Mega Man 9 and 10. Dead Rising? <laughs> Where does that one fall in on the timeline? I like Dead Rising 2, but I know I'm in the minority because it was the same old thing. But Yeah, uh,
5: no, 2 was way better than 1. Yeah, thank you. That's fair. That was more recent. Okay. That was like a year and a half ago.
2: I mean, they, they didn't know what they were doing with the co-op and the online, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they re-released the game again. With, oh, Lost God. Planet was pretty they much did, the last one for me. They did Okami Den on, on DS. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. No, that,
3: that's not the one you're looking yeah. for? Okami Den, I guess.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and they just ask questions and then doesn't want to hear the answers. <laughs> no, no I, I want to hear the answers. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> so there's been a few, but... I, for you personally, it was Lost Planet. Yeah. Gotcha. I think uh, Asura's Wrath looks cool. I hope so. Mm. I, I mean, you know, Dragon's Dogma. Well, that's wow. that's a different one. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. i just saying. Like I just, yeah. They, I just, I just haven't seen a lineup from them that looked mm-hmm. particularly good. Oh, wow. Moving on to
3: Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. But. Are we going to party like it's 1999? In the game, we are. Yeah. Yay! Yeah! I, I don't. Get
2: over here, Will Smith.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Bioshock Infinite will have. A 1999 mode, oh. which is its super hardcore
4: there's difficult a, mode. There's a prince mode. There's a prince joke in there somewhere. I haven't quite. I'm like. I'm tr- I'm almost I there. I think Greg's already made it.
3: Yeah, I, oh, think I did. Yeah, That didn't just not? happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: so Are
4: 1999
1: you, like, mode. It
3: oh. It's a, a tougher version of the game where players' choices have permanent consequences. Dun, dun, dun. In uh, modern day features such as frequent frequent respawn
5: points and a, an abundance of ammo have been stripped out to increase the challenge.
0: Dun, dun, dun. I'm
5: betting it'll be like when you add the the Bioshock equivalent of plasmid. It's like you injected yourself with it.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's what they said. Yeah, you have to commit early and stick with what you're p- picking. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, I yeah. probably won't play that mode. No, yeah, I mean That's sure. what I was talking. Yeah, it's just like no. Like I never played Fallout New Vegas hardcore mode. Like I don't, exactly. Yeah, I mean it. that's cool. That's there for people who want to sure. love that game yeah. and want to redo. That's just play not what, yeah.
3: when I when I think about playing video games. I don't think I want to be so punished. frustrated. Yeah, I
5: want to be frustrated. and I want a game to be really difficult. That's My just not time what I look as for. an adult has become an increasingly limited commodity, right. and I don't want to spend a bunch of it repeating something. Yeah,
4: yeah totally. I, I yeah. completely agree. I think I, I like what this sort of says about game design, where it's like you know designers are are more and more sort of saying no this is how you have to play our game instead they're sort of saying hey play our game how you want to play it and so I dig that part of it it's like it's not for me but it's for somebody and that doesn't need to exist at the expense of the way that I want to play it. So.
2: Yeah. As Charles Yet pointed out in the IGN morning meeting today, which none of you listeners are at because it's our meeting, uh, <laughs> in 1999 when System Shock came out. Yes. I missed that part of the news story originally, so I was like, yeah. why was 1999 so hard? Me too. But there you go. Yeah. I guess Bioshock, the original Bioshock was criticized for not being as tough or as you know, challenging as System Shock, so this was their answer to kind of shut those people up. And as Colin Moyardi
3: already pointed out in our morning meeting, 1999 is not like, that's not old school yeah. gaming. <laughs> but some people have called this 99 mode a return to old school games. The, I'm sure for uh, a lot of
1: people
5: are going to play Bioshock, they're going to be like, 1999? That was when I first started playing games. So. Well, sure. But it's still not.
4: There are adults, grown men and women, that their first system was a PlayStation. Like, that makes me feel weird and old. <laughs> Yes, you've alienated well. all our listeners right now. <laughs> like if you're PS2s. like a kid, like if you have like a little niece or nephew, and they're like, "Oh, I started with the PlayStation," like that, you know? Okay, like you're young, but like you know, they're in college. Like, I like guess, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. People get older. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is life.
3: I never played System Shock.
2: Neither, Nobody either?
3: Nobody here played it. Nope. nope. Didn't have cool. a good PC at the time. So. Let's do an HD remake of that one, Then I'll check that one out. Oh. I'll just play Bioshock Infinite, on 1999
2: yeah. mode, and be like, man, <laughs> fuck this game. I'm never going back in time again.
3: Hey, you know we have some really talented GameScoop listeners out we there. We do. One yeah. of them is Lorenzo Leonarducci. How about that name? I like it. Yeah. He made an
2: awesome iPhone app called Genie. Amazing. Boy. So amazing. Have you seen this yet? No. You didn't, I tweeted a photo yeah, get of on,
4: get on the Twitter. Uh, I'm showing you the photo. Okay,
2: prefer- never mind, never mind, never mind, okay. never mind.
5: I was wondering. I didn't know that that's how it was made. Gotcha. It's a, a genius
3: iPhone app. It's 99 cents, and all it does is... Uh, uh, it puts old school JRPG HUDs over your photos. That and you, you take.
2: get to customize the text in them. Exactly. And you set life bars and experience points and you can put in player names and all this stuff. It's awesome. So the, for the one Greg tweeted out, it had a really
5: great picture of me and his dog looking like we're about to fall asleep and the health bars are like right next to zero. Yeah, yeah no, that's
1: it's good.
3: great. Uh, and a people listener made this. It's called r p g It's available in the App Store right now. It's 99 cents. Everybody should buy it, but I've got a code here Oh, oh to dang. give away. So one of you is going to get it for free. You can save that dollar. <laughs> Put it in your piggy bank. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to have a, a mechanized coin bank that tells you how much money is in it. I
4: have one of those.
3: You, that tells you how much money is in it? Yeah. Yeah, because it. it would it would basically size the coins as they yeah. went in. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yep. I've always wanted that. And I can't <laughs> buy it for myself for some reason. Uh, <clears throat> here's a code for RPGenie. Uh, this is an iPhone app. So you, that's where you'll. Hit the find highway, the game.
2: Androids. <laughs>
3: Tk3 FPR 79K L7R man that's nice that's that is a nice short. length of a I of a code. code I like that yeah. I know like yeah. Xbox code Live like, like twenty five uh,
2: characters make a sandwich in the time it takes to read Xbox uh,
3: congratulations Lorenzo I I think RPG is a brilliant iPhone app it's awesome it's very yeah, cool totally cool
2: they need to combine
4: it with uh, so one of the photo apps that I use photo filters are all the rage on the iPhones now um, oh really. And uh, one app has an 8-bit filter where it takes your photo and really? pixelates it. And, mm. uh, you know, the results are mixed. Like some photos it works well and some it doesn't. But that would be a cool
2: sort we, of... You can mix them yourself. Yeah, I could. So I mm-hmm, suppose mm-hmm, I could mm-hmm. pixelate
4: the photo and then save it and do it in
3: RPG. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. You know, there's also that... Uh, there's an iPhone app that recreates the Game Boy camera.
1: That, that's Is awesome. That, yeah. That was like, out the like too. Like the black and white. Yeah, the like black yellowish. and white. Really
2: shitty t- yeah, then quality then they, photos. And it, then
4: you can print shit out. What a weird accessory that was. I know, right?
2: We were all set to buy it because I remember. if you remember, you were going to be able to put your face in perfect dark. Yep, 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 yep. And then Columbine happened and they took that feature away. Exactly. And ah! then
4: they, yeah, they were like, and people are going to recreate their school in the, the game, game and then put their classmates' faces on there. And I was like, <laughs> yes. So
2: what? I'm
4: going to do that. I have a lot of anger. Mur- murder <laughs> simulator? Nah, no, no, then whatever. I'm just saying. That I-, I
2: remember my mom watching us play GoldenEye and, and freaking out because my, my stupid ass friend was so like, "Hey, Mrs. Miller, watch this!" And he did the crouch walk into that bathroom where you open the bathroom door and there's a guy in the toilet and he yeah, shot. Yeah. He executed him from below. My mom flipped out. I was like, "Thanks, dude, that was helpful."
3: <laughs> no, I was super excited for that fun- that feature in, in in Perfect Dark. Yeah,
2: because it was like you, you'd finally have your customized avatar, for, which would be like revolutionary for that. Right. But then ten years later, I got to do that in uh, Rainbow, Rainbow six. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which I loved. Yeah, yeah. God, that was so awesome. We <laughs> had such goofy faces,
4: but I think there's a very good chance that it would have just been everyone's faces would have just been balls, butts, and balls. Yeah.
5: Yeah, they, they were ahead of the curve on that. Was. In Rainbow Six, they made it very hard to do that. You had it, it, it did contours of the face, and if it didn't recognize it, it wouldn't let you do it. So, it'd be yeah. very hard. Yeah, maybe take off balls. my glasses Unless your face looks like balls, warrior.
3: Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, remember you can always reach us, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Riley did. Riley S. Riley says, uh, was 2011 the year of the PlayStation, like the Beyond Crew? We're so sure it would be. Was it the year of the PC finally died as a valid gaming system? What? Did Nintendo have any <laughs> yes. games worth dusting the Wii off for? Well, let me tell you. I went through the IGN list of all games reviewed in 2011 and found the average score for each system. You may remember I wrote in last year with the same stats for 2010. So, without further ado, here are the averages of each system in the year 2011.
2: The fuck, man! He sat there and did math. <laughs> I, can we stop him right now and go, "Rather, you wasted your time." There's an article up about this <laughs> that did all everything you're talking about. We did- G- it, did, it, didn't, com. it didn't do the averages, though. Yeah, I'm curious to hear these averages. The, the, uh, to decide the console winner of the year? They went through and averaged out the scores. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, we, here, Riley. We, we Riley did, did a lot of work, and we haven't yep. talked about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't listen to Riley. So on Xbox
3: 360, the average score was 7.0. Oh, Good. Okay.
2: Not bad. And this mm. isn't just exclusives. This is everything. Everything. Just to clarify.
3: PS3, the average was 7.1. Boom. Oh. Oh. Boom. PC was 7.2. Boom. And the Wii was 6.7. Oh. So on X- Xbox, <laughs> PlayStation, and PC, uh, games are mostly good. And on the Wii, they're mostly okay. Yeah. Uh, some details. Despite having the worst average score, the Wii had two games uh, with 10s. And the PS3 was the only other system with the 10. On Wait, well, that, one, one, what got a, a 10 one, yeah. besides
2: Zelda? Uh, Chrono Trigger, although the, I guess uh, that, okay. doesn't really yeah, yeah.
3: that doesn't really count. That uh, doesn't really count. Two games were tied for the lowest score of the year. Self-defense training camp on the 360 and step up on the Wii. They both wow. got a 1.0 wow. from wow. IGN. Uh, Riley says that's it thanks for all the hard work in 2011 well thanks for
5: your work there yeah Riley. thanks Riley well, you we'll check out that. console showdown it, uh, it, it takes all those stats and combines them with other stuff and anyone who's ever said that the PC is dead is is just an idiot the PC is booming the PC is going through a renaissance it's right it's now it's the yeah. single largest gaming platform <laughs> in the world it's never stopped being that either like people were playing yes people was, in there
2: are all kinds of markets that no one talks about like, I have a photo of Mike Thompson with a tombstone for PC gaming on <laughs> that's true but no one, no one talks about
5: China and Russia and those are an even more now emerging markets for PC games so the next great MMO in the world is going to be the one that figures out how to monetize in Russia like yeah. no one has figured out how to do that yet but why, why, will. why is Russia a problem just because it's such a huge landmass with millions and millions, hundreds of millions of no, people. No, he's saying
2: why aren't like the MMOs that are successful here for monetization? Oh, because d- just people in Russia don't—they pirate like a motherfucker. Uh, first of okay. all, and so that's no, racist. And
5: and, 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 no, he, from Russia. and and no one has <laughs> Give me a no MMO has. I don't know for whatever reason has ever broken into Russia. Like WoW isn't in Russia. Mm. Like so, do you feel? Do you think Steam is responsible for? Steam is now in Russia. Just recently, they oh. take the rouble now. Is Steam responsible for the Renaissance in PC
3: gaming? It's. I it's, would say it's Steam. a contributing factor. Steam certainly. is a big
5: deal, and also just that that now, like things like social networks and stuff are allowing the proliferation of like indie developers that, like you know, you would never hear oh, yeah, about somebody's exactly. tiny little game, and all of a sudden mm. they can become a superstar. So
4: it's not. Let's not give Steam. You know, the increase. There's sort of macro trends of like digital distribution and uh, bandwidth is much much better than it ever was. So it's more feasible to download. Yeah, you know, gigabytes and, at and time. as much as Steam
5: is, I would say the, the social games yeah. and and little like. Casual games are as yeah. much responsible for So it. PC is a very, very inclusive platform. So you know, mm-hmm. it has everything from, you know,
4: Farmville to uh you know Minecraft. Exactly. To, when I say that PC
5: know, is the biggest platform, that's also because I'm counting your mom who plays Bejeweled. Right. It has like, everything. You know, there's nothing so. what, what does
4: PC not
2: have?
5: Yeah. Uh, Uncharted.
2: Uh, f- oh, well yeah, we're gonna throw
4: around exclusives.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh this is Raimundo Gallo. Raimundo Gallo. Hmm. That's what I'm going to guess. We're cousins. Says, my New Year's resolution was not to buy stupid ass video games. Ooh. Hmm? I then bought Amy. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Broke my resolution. Have you guys broken your New Year's resolutions?
5: I don't make New Year's yeah, no, resolutions. I don't make them yeah, either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me either. That's All weird. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it sounds so hokey
5: i just if i want to do something I i'm gonna say yeah, i yeah, can start do it a, a maximum in my life at any point yeah i
2: was reading uh that was the same
5: thing
4: i was reading a chuck polonick blog post and he said the same things new year's resolutions are a barrier to it's like when you're hungry or fuck it wasn't chuck polonick it was a different author but he said when you're hungry you don't resolve to eat you just go eat so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if you want to do something just do it don't resolve to do it because you know that's just adding a step and yeah. i don't know you're just setting yourself up for disappointment uh,
3: he says, uh, "Mr. Guyo says I did play the demo for Asura's Wrath, and it was fucking awesome. Even though it's not getting much hype, it could be a sleeper hit. Do you guys see other games in 2012 being sleeper hits?"
2: Yes, there yeah. will be other sleeper hits in LEGO 2012. <laughs> if we started talking about them, they wouldn't be sleeper hits. Oh, so you don't want to say? No, I, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything that I think is real small off the top of my head that I think is going to be.
5: Awesome. Uh, Mech Warrior Online. Really? This one I think that could blow up.
2: Mm. Okay,
5: yeah. Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes what what but i'm yeah, saying you just War- being goofy now War- i can't wait for that game online i think it's <laughs> like one of those games that no one's even talking about but i think could end up being really hot shit so okay. you know like i could say diablo but that's not a sleeper
3: that's exactly. going to be a hit well yeah well. that's the opposite of a so, hit. Um, one that could be big is quantum conundrum yeah yeah uh that's the puzzle game from folks that made uh portal yeah
5: kim swift yeah. And, oh yeah uh, i could also see uh if it ever actually comes out warp this year that could warp? be one. Yeah, warp, No takes Warp's off. coming out. I'm, it's
4: part of the new Xbox Live promotion.
5: Super, that's my you yeah. know, most anticipated XBLA game. Exactly. That um, game looks like hot shit, and no one's I, I, talking about I, yeah, it. Yeah, I love that yeah,
4: game. Yeah, Warp is super great. I played it at CES actually, and I, it wasn't even on my radar at all. And it yeah, was very it's fun,
5: cool, and that's uh, great.
3: Oh, maybe if you guys don't know what it is, this is the one where you're the alien, and you can warp. You know, so you're, you're trying to escape this lab where scientists have been conducting experiments on you, and you can warp through walls, but you can also warp into human bodies or, and um, objects make them explode from the inside yeah
4: it's got this crazy combination of like it's you're this really cute alien and it's got this kind of whimsical art style and uh the game sort of misleads you like it zigs but then you it's you're a little bit into the game before you can warp into somebody and blow them up for the first yeah, time
5: yeah i mean if when i played a little bit it, it felt a little bit like old 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 metal gear where it was like you cannot mm-hmm. be seen so it's yeah, how you yeah. get through a, a, like top-down environment yeah, by yeah, being a badass yeah so. that's true only
3: it's only it's like quirky yeah it's very cute there's some good XBLA stuff coming out i'm excited for that and the new
5: alan wake yep yep I'm alive, mm-hmm. and actually the uh, uh, the Tony Hawk HD remake. Yeah, the first half of the year I think is front loaded with a lot of uh, downloadable games that mm-hmm. look really, really great. So. You know, also in the first half of the year is uh, Mass Effect Three. Oh yeah,
3: uh, yeah that's Justin, Justin was just spending some time with the uh, Connect controls. It's true. And uh, Evan Rothwell has a question about uh, Connect in Mass Effect Three. Says after watching the videos and their use of Connect voice controls, it got me thinking, why can't people who don't have a Kinect use a headset to do the voice commands? I doubt I'll ever get a Connect, since waving my arms and legs in the air isn't exactly an engaging experience to me. High five. So do you think Bioware will enable voice commands to be issued through the headset, or is Microsoft putting a gun to their head requiring the Kinect for that particular feature?
2: Casey Hudson, if you want to see your family <laughs> oh, again, God. you can put Connect controls in a Mass Effect
5: 3. Evan says he's our fan in the middle of Kansas. Huh. Microsoft well, Microsoft doesn't own EA. EA's yeah. EA probably doing it because as I told Justin, they're probably getting a fucking truckload of money from Microsoft to put the Connect thing on the box.
4: Right, so there's a couple so either it was a deal where Microsoft said, hey, we'll pay you to make this Kinect, uh, and that's totally possible mm-hmm. um, but I think it's more likely that Connect actually includes voice recognition software in it. You know, the same voice recognition software that powers Windows is in Connect, so it does the heavy lifting. Um, if yeah. you were to run it through a headset you know, BioWare would have had to done all that themselves. You know, all that voice recognition would have to be on the disk. They would have had to have programmed it.
5: Um, but as it is now, the Connect handles it. One thing I would like to say is that I, I used to roll my eyes when I'd hear about it, because I'd be like, who's going to use a voice command when they could just hit A uh-huh. to yeah. like, do these things? But as I've started learning more and more about gamers that game with disabilities, yeah. like having that option there. It's yeah, really cool. helpful for certain people that, mm-hmm. that, that might be asking it, a lot it of It sort of
4: goes back to what I was saying before of let people play the game how they want to play exactly. it.
5: Exactly. It's an option, it's not necessary.
4: Yeah. And so that's the way uh, do it. you know, if I don't I don't see how anybody can be offended by the Connect and Mass Effect 3 at all because you can play the game exactly like one and two if you want to. Um, yeah. it's just like to. it's
5: just like uncharted on Vita, right? Yep. There's all yeah. those touch controls and stuff. But you don't have to. Yeah.
4: Some cool. of them you have to. And I think so the Connect also does. Now cool. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> It does uh, It does good hardware stuff, too. Like, it has uh, ambient noise cancelling. Um, you know, it intelligently cancels out ambient noise and noise from the game itself. And so that helps with things like voice recognition.
5: And headsets don't have any of that built in. But on. obviously, they're not going to make it a necessary feature because it works on PC and PS3 as well. So, Well, the voice stuff? No, I think yeah, the game it. aspect. Yeah, right. it's coming out of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them, so... Mm.
4: And so I wonder, I guess we haven't heard, um, since it uses the same voice stuff that's in Windows, I wonder if we'll ever see... I mean, Connect for Windows is releasing in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we haven't heard about that. Maybe I will follow up on that after this is... I'm looking forward to having one of
5: those at my desk. (laughs) I won't.
4: This is Lucas.
3: Uh, He wants to know, what are your favorite designs for home consoles or handhelds in history? Personally, I've always liked the GameCube's Mm -hmm. design because it's the only console that dared to not be rectangular. I also love the design for the three sixty
2: slim. I love the Genesis. The original Genesis with the big round thing and the, the slots you had over here. I thought that was. Well, who's, I, who's wrong? He's wrong. It the, dared the original not to be Genesis rectangular. Well, hold on. We're having too many conversations, sorry, Go. Sorry. It, the GameCube is a,
5: is square shaped. Yeah. And a rectangle is a square. So you're wrong. All of them are rectangular. God damn it. <laughs> they're all squares. They're all squares. No, so they're all no. rectangles. Yeah. Well, I'm saying he's like, it's the only one that dared not to be rectangular. Oh, okay. But all the rectangles are squares. They're all technically the same shape. That doesn't sound right. Rectangles are squares, therefore they're all the same shape. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, th- I just think you're, you're, you can't, see, either they're all rectangles or they're all
3: squares. It's not, All not rectangles both. are squares. Yeah. So they're all rectangles.
2: Do you want me to go to Wikipedia for this?
3: <laughs> no, they're all squares. Because all <laughs> no. rectangles are this also squares. This doesn't sound right. This doesn't Anyways. sound right. No, a square has equal, the sides are you you equal even- length. A rectangle you, sides are not of equal
4: length. You have it backwards. All squares are rectangles.
3: Do I? Yes. So they're all rectangles. It's, anyways. You it's just been can't, a long time since I... <laughs> you're, you're on the right track. It's just they're not all squares, but you could say they're all rectangles.
2: So, so I like the Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> well, that was a good looking <laughs> console. Let's get this train back on the Wait, track. Wait,
5: which Genesis? The original. What? So there was the, more than the, one? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, several. they did like a, they yeah. did like a, a more like a... Compact. Like The original one was wider, mm-hmm. and then they did one that was more like a, a perfect square. Closer to a perfect square.
4: The very original mm-hmm. one had... Uh, are we talking Genesis right now? Yes. Um, that had
2: the volume, the volume slider on it. Exactly. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I don't I did, remember I didn't that. the
5: volume slider one. I got mine
2: way yeah, later in the saw, game. I got mine right away. Yeah, I was a big Genesis kid. Wow. So, best console You designs. had to get Genesis. It was like nothing ever before. Genesis is so much more. Genesis. <laughs> personally, my
5: favorite does console design Nintendo. was... Probably my Nintendo 64, which what? I know is. Oh, a, I think
3: it's so ugly. Yeah. I, I liked it because it was system. smooth,
5: but the reason I liked it is because it had four controller plugs right in the front. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what that, I liked about it. It was, it was cool, the first one that did like, that. The, uh, just looking at the console was not like
3: it was not a sexy
5: looking console. DS Lite. The DS Lite, DS Lite is Lite's very is sexy looking. And software. I loved my Game Boy SP because it was the first handheld I ever had. Uh, where I was like, uh, clip in my pocket yep, That's right away. Yep, yep. DS Lite. Can we all
4: agree that that the Xbox 360 is the perfect controller?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I like that controller. 100%. I've never been part I'm of this sorry. argument. I'm saying Greg is right. It is not the perfect controller.
4: But the best that we have. Yes,
5: because the D-pad is not good. I also really yeah, loved true. the uh, GameCube controller, the way it felt, man. Ergonomically, I loved it. I love but the way it was. The and stuff sucked. Well, but yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't have tiny baby hands like you. So I know.
3: I have really small hands. It was small too hands. small for me. So um, I love the design of the NES. Mm-hmm. Looks great.
4: Yep, still I think yes, yeah, that still looks great. Mm-hmm. That's what's funny. It's like a Super Nintendo, obviously an awesome system, but like it looks the, the console itself looks dated, but the NES holds up, doesn't it? That's kind of funny. Yeah,
3: I, I don't like the look of the NES of the Super Nintendo, but uh, interestingly enough, I like the look of the Super Famicom. I think oh. that was a cooler looking system. Mm-hmm.
4: That was w- interesting. I would agree with that, mm.
3: and I still like the look of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It had like the wood panels yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. on the side. It's so seventies, uh,
5: it, it, but it stands. Yeah, you're right. It's all, it looks like, great. That's uh, that's like the only console that has wood on it. It's awesome.
4: <laughs> I would love to pick the brain of like who made the decision that like hey, we're bringing the Super Famicom to the U.S. Let's make it fucking purple. Let's do that. That's exactly <laughs> what that, we need to that do. That was
3: a Nintendo thing for a long time because there was a purple N sixty four purple, purple GameCube. GameCube. I got the black one because the purple one was dumb yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i had a black GameCube. i remember as well. when my
2: friend came home with the gamecube and he got the purple one i was like what are you
1: <sighs> doing, are you we, doing got purple we got a purple
3: one too because it was the only one we could get on day one yeah so i think the gamecube was the only console that had a handle on it too i like that it was, did anybody use that? It was <laughs> <sportable>. <laughs> walking down the street carrying my gamecube <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i never did that uh i like the ps3 slim yeah, yeah, yeah. the original ps3 is just way too big oh, no it's, it's a, a monster big it's monster. big but it's gorgeous. Mm. I mean, it's a good looking so. system. I okay. also
5: think that the PS2 Slim was a fantastic mm. thing. I mean, it was like true. such a true, small true, true, profile true. and it was so yeah.
3: cool looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. the original PS2 was ugly as hell. Yeah, uh, I'm having a hard time picturing the P- the original PS2. It was,
2: it was a big rectangle, and then it had the lines on the it side the of it. Weird, and then it had a weird short it base. Had, yeah, it yeah, had yeah, A, yeah. Ledge, a weird <laughs> ledge. it <laughs> had a ledge yeah. Yeah. over the
5: edge. It was a rectangle. The Dreamcast is also a really cool looking yeah. system. Yeah. Dreamcast is pretty Very cool. Very small. I don't, I don't like the controller though. The controller is just so big and
2: yeah. had the weird grooves yeah. underneath it too. Like, why yeah. am I shoving my fingers in here? I yeah. think the GBA
5: is the worst like, shaped handheld. The first one? Like, the yeah. original GBA? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not GBA. That one was good. I mean, Game Boy. The Game Boy itself was, oh, just, it was crap. just a
2: brick, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just a
5: brick.
4: The GBA was pretty It's better bad than like, too. the Lynx. Oh, I like or the, the Lynx. <laughs> <laughs> so big. The Game
5: Gear. The Game Gear felt better in your hands too.
3: What yeah, about yeah, yeah. the uh the, what was the Wonder the, Swan, the Turbo Graphics portable one that just played the TurboGrafx uh, yeah. Turbo Graphics games? Oh Go, yeah, Turbo Go something. I can't remember. remember. Turbo Express. Yeah,
4: that's, that's right. What it's
3: called. And a second Nomad. I don't think the original PlayStation was that hot, but they did a redesign that was smaller. The, yeah, the, the PS, PS1, 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 the PS1, the
5: O N E was yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, that one looked really cool. And yeah, then and it was wasn't there a portable
3: team. one that had like a, a a screen on it?
5: Well, yeah, you could you buy a screen for it. Oh yeah, you did. Okay.
4: So are we going to see... Oh, I guess we already had the PS3. I wonder if we're going to see an even slimmer PS3, because that's sort of what Sony does. Mm, Maybe someday. The
2: Slimmy Slimmy? I doubt it, though. I
4: doubt doubt it. it. That's what they
2: should call it, the Slimmy Slimmy. The Slimmy Slimmy? (laughs) We now introduce the Slimmy Slimmy. There's
3: some other ugly consoles, like the Jaguar...
2: Original DS.
3: Yeah, it's super. That's, yeah, the DS Fat is really, really gross. I would say, generally
4: speaking, most consoles. Like now that we're sort of talking about it, like the PS2, not that great. Like a lot of them are just sort of ugly, and the none of these companies seem to have decent industrial
5: design.
2: Yeah,
5: I mean, the first Xbox looked good.
2: No, no, it, it didn't. didn't. No. That's yeah, no, it didn't. It it did. No, no. no did. I meant
5: sorry, the first 360, not the first Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah, have sure. the That's first fine.
3: 360. That's why the 360 Slim is so sexy. Yeah, compared to. I'm saying, saying Modo, I'm
5: saying, even the first Xbox 360 didn't look bad. But just stupid. but the first <laughs> Xbox, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. To clarify, that game that system looked like ass. Well, and like, everything about it looked like it, ass. So it
4: looked terrible, and it's also impractical. Like since it was convex or concave. Wait, yeah. <laughs> What's with the math confusion? Today? Convex. <laughs> since it was convex, like you couldn't stack. Like it didn't fit in my entertainment center well because I couldn't put my receiver on it, and like that shit's a problem. Like, Do they, do they think about any of that when they're making Apparently they did. I
2: remember reading the interview they with Bill Gates, and he's like, oh, we, we we market tested this with gamers forever. The reason so that's f- why the controller cables break apart, in case you
1: trip over the it. The reason that, that they designed it about?
5: to where it looked like it was shaped out the way it was, was because they wanted it to look like it was bursting with power, yeah. which is why it was bulging. <laughs> and so the new one, the 360 where it comes in, is, is it is, is because
2: there's no power it's because they want it
5: to look like it's it's like an implosion yeah, it's and like something about to blow I
4: remember them saying like the original Xbox is like an exhale and the Xbox 360 is like an inhale
5: and I, I I heard that shit in an
4: interview and I'm like <laughs> that's great <laughs> It's like some it's asshole bad. like that's that's how they convinced you know execs to be like oh that's a great idea <laughs> You know, I was just thinking. A lot of our listeners
3: are like in school, yeah, and they're much closer to geometry than we are. So we, I'm sure, we sound <laughs>
5: really, really dumb it's talking true. about squares and Dude, rectangles. Dude, when
4: I was when I was in geometry in freshman year of high school, I knew all of this.
3: So.
5: I haven't taken a math class in like almost a decade. Well, yeah, yeah, well, but, yeah. I haven't
3: <laughs>
4: taken any class in a decade <laughs> for anything.
3: Um, okay, moving on. This is Jim Carlson says, I've been listening to you guys since before you let out your first scoop. I want to thank you for all the laughs and insight over the last five plus years. I noticed yesterday that Soul Calibur is available for iOS now. I was intrigued since it brings back fond memories of the Dreamcast. I tapped and saw that it had a $12 price point. And as I read the description, I found out this was a special 20% off sale for yeah. the launch. I've noticed this trend with Japanese publishers in the iOS store. $7 seems to be the sweet spot for premium games. I bought both Infinity Blade, several other games at that price without batting an eye. Square Enix and Capcom also seem to overprice their older games, and Namco seems to follow suit. Do they not understand the new marketplace? Are they trying too hard to hold on to the way they've con- been conducting business all these years? At $7, the best fighting game of all time on my iPhone is a no-brainer. At 15 it's a 13-year-old game on a 4-inch touchscreen.
4: Yep. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I would say th- the counter argument. So first of all, I do agree with you, but just to play devil's advocate from their perspective, these are they're protecting, you know, this is the same version that's out on XBLA. Uh, Square Enix a lot of their RPGs are out on the DS, you know, you could buy Chrono Trigger on the DS for 30 bucks, about um, Sure. And so for it to be anything less than I don't know what it costs on uh on what it's going to cost on the iPhone, but probably 10 or 15, like they can't I, so these companies are not run by dumb people like they know that they're charging a lot more than everyone else on the app store but they 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 can't charge less at the expense of, of they make a tremendous amount of money porting games to xbla psn ds um and this would cannibalize that if they
5: made it too cheap that's I mean, m- m- not necessarily. And to some extent, they're definitely they are smart people at these companies, and they're thinking we can get enough of our fans to pay twelve bucks. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they've run the spreadsheet of this is how much it's going to cost us to port this to iOS, so we'll sell this many copies at twelve dollars. Like they know they would sell twice as many copies at six dollars, but then that harms the value proposition of their DS ports. You know, yeah. or their or their or their XBLA ports. You know? But not
3: r- everybody, you know, that has a DS also has an iPhone. And not everybody wants to play that fighting game on an iPhone, but they'd rather play it with, yeah. with buttons. Back
5: at some it, point I definitely think the the iPhone games in general, the price will start yeah, to go I up. I
4: completely agree. I think that ninety nine cent price point is starting to I see way, way more games at two, three, four, five dollars now that continue to sell. You know, you see Infinity Blade two continuing to chart and that's a seven dollar game. Um You know, obviously the top five, top ten games are always going to be little 99-cent apps. Um, But I think the days of, look, your game has to charge a dollar. Like, that" this is the year that that ends.
5: Yeah, I think the games, as they they start bumping up production values, people would be like... Well, I mean, Tiny Wings is a dollar, but look at it in yeah. this game. Look, look at the crazy graphics. Yeah, yeah. Four dollars. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
4: and I think, and I think that's totally fair. And I think, just like PC, you know, iOS is a very inclusive platform, and you know, sort of, you can get away with anything on it, and it's very wide open. And you know, one doesn't need to exist at the expense of the other. I can have a ninety-nine cent Tiny Wings, and I can have a ten-dollar Chrono Trigger. You know, and they both make sense at that price range. Like, yeah, yeah, I totally think there, you know,
3: there could be a range of of of. Pricings available on the App Store, but when
5: you go over $10 for an iPhone game, that gets to be a little. A little rough. That's a good point. Yep. I've only ever bought one thing that was ten dollars, and it was Carcassonne. And even that, I yeah. hemmed and hawed for months. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. Carcassonne if, if, is you, a good. So if you
4: want to dominate the App Store, if that's <laughs> your goal, if you want to make as much money on the App Store as you can, you know, there's if 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 you charge half as much for your app, you'll sell more than twice as many copies. You'll make more money. But these companies are not App Store exclusive companies. You know, they release games on other consoles, and that's the consideration, and that's why they're charging more.
3: I know we're early in uh, 2012, but I've in, so far this year, I've done virtually all of my gaming on iOS platforms, on my iPad and iPhone.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that and indie PC games. Yeah, has been it for me. That and Tropical 4. To be fair, there isn't a lot coming out right now, but still... <laughs> I I just, I love that, just like
4: I said before, you know, you don't, uh, you can play, you know, hardcore JRPGs, or there are, you know, it's like, all these little baby games, or these, this casual trash, as someone commented (laughs) yesterday, and I'm like, that's not really true, like, if you want hardcore games, they're there, and if you want casual games, they're there, and they're cheap, you know,
5: so I, I'm a big fan of the platform. Um, I don't think a game, even if it looks kind of simple, like League of Evil, that is not a casual game. Yep. That is a pretty hardcore game. Yep. And more and more
4: games are trying to support iCade, you know, if you're if you're absolutely opposed to, to digital buttons. Um, uh, that's and, the big, like, arcade unit. Yeah, so you stick yeah. your iPhone or iPad inside of it, and then it
5: gives you a little... And you know, Ion has a thing that you can drop your iPhone or iPod Touch into that will have buttons. It makes it look like, actually, an Atari Lynx to me.
1: But. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you like iPhone games, uh, hopefully you know that Justin does a daily App Store update. Uh, that's a really useful article that I look at every day. And he always lists the the games that have had price discounts or go go free. Because games go free in the app store all the time. And some highlights of what's coming out that day. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much every day I find like a free game to check out and yeah. a lot of them are really good. Like Tiny Heroes was what, yesterday? Tiny Heroes was great. Game is great, great tower defense game from the guys that did Geodefense. So
4: yep. it's really it's sort of a crapshoot. You know, these games are made sure. by small teams, sometimes it's a lot of two person teams. Um and so you don't know. Like i you know, but I just like the variety on the platform. So I play console games, I played Uncharted and I like it, but those games don't surprise me much. You know, you sort of know what you're gonna get. Call of Duty is fun and polished, but you know it's not taking any risks in the, in the gameplay department. But on the App Store, yesterday there was a game called Frederick, and it's a epic. It's a music battle game, and you play as uh, Frederick Chopin, the composer, battling like modern musicians for like music supremacy. Sounds to play. Well, that's the thing. Like, I haven't played it. I have no, no idea sorry. whether that game's good, but I'm like, just the fact that this can exist is
5: bonkers. Like, or it's weird and or bizarre. there's, like, like a, a... Yeah, like, that would never be the premise for a retail <laughs> yeah, game. Exactly. Or a Papa Sangre, which is, like, a game that is totally only played using sound. Yeah, like a
4: sound-only game, and it's weird and experimental, and, like, you know, so let's say you buy it and you don't like it. It's like, well, that costs two bucks. Like, Exactly. Okay. You
5: spend. You probably spent more on, Lunch. A, on a movie that oh, was God, terrible you totally than you do on, ba- on, like, on, like, I don't know... Yeah. Some terrible so, app store games.
4: So I like that. I like things that are... The app store is the only platform that's showing me things I've never seen
5: before. That, that and weird PC stuff. Yeah. Uh, Greg, Zach
3: Zerzolo has an... I a, like his we name. Got
5: some, we got some interesting names here. Yeah. I like the alliteration.
3: Zach, me too. Zach Zerzolo. Zach Zerzolo. It's a straightforward question for you. Okay. Do you think that Naughty Dog will ever make another Jack game?
2: I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. It's definitely possible. I would imagine Jack 4 is picked up by somebody else. You know what I mean? It's similar to the Sly, Sly, right? Like Sucker Punch went off and they did Infamous after the Sly 3 and then Zanzaro now is doing Sly, Thieves, in Time after getting their feet wet with the Sly collection. Was Was that that guy's last name? Zanzaro? No, he was Zach oh. leader. What if they got big enough to
5: do like a uh, Insomniac thing and open a studio in like North Carolina? Sure,
2: you know? I mean, no, that's the thing. It's definitely possible, but I mean, Naughty Dog's whole thing is trying to do. and and it's funny because they just did three uncharted games, but do new things, right? And so that they've, you know, now they're doing the last. They broke. They finally broke into two teams. Now once one team's doing the Last of Us. You just don't think that the core team will probably ever return to it. I mean, no. It's I. I would never say never. Like, I, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's a franchise they care about. They're doing yeah. a lot of interviews right down right now about the Jack Collection because they've been ramping up preview coverage for that. So, it's definitely a possibility. I think it'll be one. Of, it really depends on how well j- this Jack Collection sells. Is there still a giant fan base there? You know, Lost Frontier came out on PSP and it was done by High Impact Games. Then it went over to uh, PS2 as well, and that really never made. A splash. It never really showed. Oh my god, people love Jack. There's a giant Jack demand. Mm -hmm. So if it comes out and people buy this collection and people are talking about it, then sure, then there's a reason to go back for it.
4: It's it's tough to go out on a limb because we don't know for sure. We can only speculate. In the moment, you're like, I really don't think so. Then the next week, they're going to
2: be like, Jack 4. uh, There will be a Jack 4 one day. I guarantee it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced this year. I just don't know who's working on it or who would be working on it. Hmm. So there you go. Zach. Uh, Zach. uh, Zach, I've never played a Jack game. Oh really? I played, the, I played the PSP one. Eh. Oh yeah, that's a bad one to go off of. Yeah, like, exactly. in, Wait, the, in its heyday, like Daxter, Jack and Daxter precursor legacy was just a great platformer on PS2, and then it was one of the first games that for me was it. The sequel came out, and they changed so much; they evolved into a different game. You know what I mean? Which is weird. All of a sudden, the character was talking, and it was this GTA kind of world of like I can carjack and I can run around and do this yeah, that and the I other,
3: turning and, into a, ve- a vehicle game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, but it sounds dumb when you think. I mean, comparing a platformer to that, but I actually really like that element of it. It. so
4: that was always interesting I always thought the platforming was a little too loose for me to yeah,
2: really yeah no there's, there's
3: definitely something to be said for that I was I was so back in the day there was Jack and Dexter and Ratchet and Clank yeah, you had to choose yeah I was yeah. I, I liked the Ratchet and Clank games but I never liked the. I, I hate the design of Jack I think he just looks yeah, like a looks dumb really character dumb. I, like, yeah. I don't want to play yeah. with that guy
2: no, nope. anyway. see, i went with the opposite direction. And I didn't his, play much ratchet. His furry sidekick, yeah, hmm. Daxter. Well, right, and like what a horrible, what a horrible story. Daxter is a person who got turned into that thing, and he still hasn't been unturned into it. <laughs> God damn, Damon! If, if that happens to me and you, you murder me. You just really? if I'm, <laughs> on your shoulder, your sidekick. It can't my, just
3: be Damon and Greg, and we go on uh, adventures. You're my furry friend. No, I don't want that. I don't want to be that. <laughs> Greg, I, don't,
2: I don't want to remember a life where I wasn't an opsel <laughs> Greg says, "Kill me, <laughs> kill me." <laughs>
3: Uh, our last email today comes from Evan McEckern or Evan McEachern. I, I had the first one. one of McEckern. Uh, he says, I discovered your show just two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. And have since decided it is the best podcast Tell all your friends. I have ever listened to. The issue I have is that you, you guys always take the corporate side of online passes. Uh... I know people who love games, but things get tight and they can't always buy new games or have the internet. Yep, cutting out online multiplayer wasn't too bad, but in Batman Arkham City, yep. actual story content that was advertised as an important part of the game was cut out, and that crossed the line with me.
2: That's understandable. They did they did wait forever to pull the plug on like, "Oh yeah, well, that, that Catwoman stuff we've been promoting from day one reveal." Actually, sorry, it's you have to that's a online pass
4: thing. Like. Well, to be fair, if it, the, you're not missing much with the Catwoman stuff, no. Don't, the don't story it. It
2: worked
5: really well. Nah. But if I'm it wasn't there, I don't think like you would thought, be like. I, thought, oh, I don't understand I played, the, the first game. time
2: I played through the game for review, I didn't do it because I didn't. I wanted to see what it was like without it, and also it wasn't available yet. Yeah, I thought it was dumb.
3: Uh, so I wouldn't say we we take the corporate side.
5: I think we're just you know. I don't even think it's fair to say corporate side. We take the creative side. How about that? I mean, like the people yeah. that, that are the designers yeah. and artists that are making these games. That's a very, they point. need like people, the, it, those sales. It's
4: all about how you spin stuff. It's like, oh, the exactly. corporate side, or, but if you say it that way, it sounds like this big evil thing. But if you say, oh, the side of the creators and the creative people that put this stuff
5: together and have families. When you buy a used it. game, they don't get shit from it. So, so that's that, well, the bottom
4: that's, line. That's what I. That was going to be my point. Is like you look at an industry like cars or whatever, and they realize, holy shit. A lot of people are buying our product used, and so then the you know the car industry just you, sort of said we're gonna we're gonna make this part of our business. You know, yeah, they now sell their ha- own used certified car. used cars.
2: Yeah. And when you buy a used car, you don't expect the free six months of OnStar in this yeah. and that. And, I mean, you're buying a used product; you're expecting a used product. Well, but... when
4: you buy a used car, the manufacturer gets a portion of that money. Exactly, that's the point. Is like it's it's built into their business model. So yeah. if EA were to be like, hey, we're gonna buy back our own games and then sell our own used games. Why don't they do that? Why don't game companies yeah, that, do that? That's cumbersome. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to
3: do that. I, I think people totally have a right to buy used games. Yeah. And I think... Uh, companies, businesses also totally have a right to come up with clever ways to try and incentivize people to buy new. You know, yeah. which I think is what an online pass is. I think that's actually a pretty smart business move.
4: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like online passes because I think we're one step away from just games. The whole game is behind an online pass, and then you literally can't. There sell are it. several just, PC
5: games that are like that. I mean, I mean PCs like, like the market Steam's that is like that. that yeah. Like everyone loves Steam. Are you just talking is, about a
4: subscription model or what? Uh, no, like so you can't. You buy the game. um... It's on a disc, you put in a pass, and that lets you access the game. And that's it. So you can't play it unless you bought it new. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how several PC PC games are. And that's how PC gaming is now. Mm -hmm. Like, for all the praise that everyone gives Steam, I mean, the flip side is, let's say you have a kid, and you want to say, oh, man, I'm going to give you my game collection. Can't do that with Steam. You can only do that with physical games. Like, there's... It will be a non-issue
3: when uh, we go all digital.
4: Yeah. Um, But as you see, like, on a
3: platform like Steam, like... Things go on sale there all the time, you know? That's true. So that's, like, how you get your games at a discount or, you know, for for, for uh, Yeah,
4: you just wait. less well, money. And, and PC is better than consoles about, you know, PC games drop regularly. It's, like, it's going to be 50 bucks, and everyone knows it's not a secret. Look, if you want to play this today, pay 50 If you yeah. want to pay 30 you know, wait eight weeks, yeah. you know,
5: and you can get it for 30 And consoles aren't really like that. So. I mean, yeah. The bottom line is the games are extremely expensive. To make more expensive than they've ever been. And the difference between buying that game used and buying those games used for many people can end up being the closure of a studio or not.
2: Here's, so. I mean, and here's the thing, and I, I don't mean to sound like Cal Moriarty all of a sudden, but it comes down to this entitlement, right? Like yeah. mo- that's that's also true. Money's tight. Okay, then you can't afford this game, and I'm yeah, sorry. Like, like, oh, like I, that sucks. I wish you made more money, or I wish you all, saved your money yeah. better. I mean, we all make choices. Yeah, The exactly. choices that you made
3: in your life led to you, the position that you're in right now. Yeah. So, if you wanted to be able to afford this game, I guess you should have made different choices. Yeah. And, like,
2: and it's it, and the game companies aren't entitled to right. say, well, everything's fine. Everything's unlocked. We're not. Do- I mean, it's yeah. a business. They're making well, business decisions to survive and thrive and not be the next developer closed and not be the next company to go under and have all these people laid off. Well, that's a piracy issue, too, right? It's like you're not entitled
4: to play every game. If there's a game you want, like you're not entitled to that game for free. Yeah. Like you got to pay for it. Yeah. But yeah.
3: yeah. that's what Greg is talking about, what yeah. Colin brings up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to sound like an old. We are. are
1: get, getting old in Republican. I know, but yeah. I
3: think a lot of a lot of younger people have that sense of entitlement that they just feel like they deserve whatever they want. This
4: has been kind of an old man podcast this
3: week, yeah. hasn't it? It's okay.
5: Um, yeah, I, I mean, gaming is a luxury habit. Yeah, it's exactly. a luxury. I mean, it's yeah. not a necessity.
3: That attitude, uh, you know, is, isn't particular to just games. They have that attitude towards music yeah. and you know any I, any other media that they can just get.
4: I do think the gaming industry has been backwards about you know the movie industry gives you lots of different ways to consume. Assume, you know the entertainment that they're putting out there, and you can go to the theater and do it that way. You know, mm-hmm. you can get it on home video, you can get it on demand, and and games. For how progressive and modern this industry is, seems to have very very little interest in uh, in, uh, in giving gamers that choice or mm-hmm. giving people more ways. You know, why can't I rent a game you know digitally and say what? Okay, so it's, it's called, called... On live. Well, yeah, so yeah, that stuff is happening, but it's kind of late it's taken and weird. Slowly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you're not seen
2: on XBLA. Like, you're what not seen about on Steam,
4: time. where it's like I want this game for a week for you know whatever ten bucks and then I don't have it anymore
5: like, yeah. Why can and I do and stuff it's, like it's that? Just, like, it's because it's working out licensing nightmares with exactly. the publishers and, and stuff. And you're,
2: you're seeing moves, right? I mean, like, you know, demos were yeah. impossible to come by, and that's now true. you see demos for games. Yeah. I mean, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can play an hour of a game, an hour of a game, you know, yeah. straight through from the beginning, and then decide if you want to buy it and stuff yeah. like that. Stuff like that's great. I mean, it is happening, but it just seems
4: slow. And yeah, it no, seems totally like, slow. It's like, no wonder people buy games used. Like, I, I don't understand why is EA and Activision, these giant companies, letting a company like GameStop siphon millions or billions of dollars away from them? in the used game market Activision could easily be like boom we're selling used copies of our own games you know where uh, I don't know open I mean, storefronts that's why they don't have stores. Yeah. well yeah. or digitally even um, like you can buy used games on GameStop
3: most why? games are still sold at retail yeah game, so GameStop still has that leverage they yeah. won't have it forever though
4: yeah yeah i mean it's all going digital eventually and steam actually with the ability to trade games and do stuff like that i wouldn't be surprised if something like that is happening you know we'll take your game key back and we'll give you some credit for it and then we'll and resell th- that game key to somebody like digital used game sales why not
2: i mean possibly interesting interesting good discussion the future mm-hmm. it's now i love corporations
3: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by doritos yeah. i mean I, I, <laughs> I wish it were if we i actually could be sponsored by doritos uh Anything to say, Justin?
4: Yeah, I, that's it. I just so I love... No, <laughs> Anything no, to I, say? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I, so I love Steam, and I hate... Uh, you know, I don't want to come off as a Steam hater, because I think I have literally 250 games on Steam, but I have definitely reservations and concerns about that being the future of how we consume video games, and if the next consoles are digital only. <laughs> I mean, there's a problem with that. Like, I have a huge game collection, and if something were to happen, if I were to lose my job or whatever, I can, I can liquidate that game collection yeah. but on yeah, yeah. steam you're kind of fucked like you have way way less choice and less options of what to do with your games and you can't sell them back you can't but loan I, can them. See, I don't think you have the that's not like a right that you have like, but you can okay. do it with physical media okay and so that's, that's but, and you can't do it with this media so, so what right so that's a big bit of functionality that's about to be lost forever but you weren't entitled to it in the first place so it's, it was a privilege all along but you pay the same amount of money to get a lot less function from the same game. Mm,
3: not necessarily the same amount of money. I think you know Steam a games lot of are generally gym, cheaper.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but some, so it's like Skyrim, you bought it for sixty dollars on the PC, mm-hmm. or you bought it for sixty dollars on Xbox. So the okay. Xbox copy you can sell back for thirty bucks. All right. So I do get that there is a there is
2: a disparity in value there. But at the same time, maybe you should have made the right choice then and bought the Xbox or case for the Xbox well, Don't version. buy the case <laughs> for so, <but> the comics. <laughs> and so,
4: like I, you know, I want to be super clear that I love, love, love Steam. I think they're doing it the right way. But just digital is uh, is uh, you just trade. You know what you gain in convenience, you lose in in value. I guess that's the trade. Um, yeah, you lose in. I freedom. buy my
2: comics, you know, digital now, and I can't sell them back. That's what I used to do. I used to buy trades and then sell the trades when I was done. But yeah. now I'm just buying everything single issue and paying yeah. a lot. If you I know, want, I can if, wait till. What
3: if, when you buy a digital game it comes with a license and you, you're able to sell that license to someone else. That's what
4: I was saying. I think Steam should offer to buy back games and then they resell that key to somebody. It works to everybody. Like you bought a game for sixty bucks, they'll buy it back from you for thirty, and then they can resell that key for sixty bucks. I mean, why not? Like Would that work, Anthony?
5: Maybe unless you were writing down the keys and then immediately when you sold it back to Steam, um. you're like, "Hey, buddy, I just well, got they could the change the They could change the key. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there would have well, to be a lot of back-end so work. So part of the
4: problem there is uh, the reason why I don't think that'll happen or it's less likely to happen is that that exposes Valve to a tremendous amount of risk regarding sales or whatever. Like they would have some model for how much they would buy back the game. Yeah, for I'm it, just saying. But that, then when the game drops in price, suddenly they're losing. Anytime model, you add like, a
5: new system like that, you're basically opening it up to a bunch of people to find exp- exploits. Yeah, that's probably why they don't do it. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean the big problem is the big problem is the sales.
4: So if they're buying keys back, it would have to be at a lower price than the lowest that they ever sell that game for. Otherwise they would be losing money for the privilege of of you selling your games. I just game don't back. sell
5: my games back anyways. I don't know. Yeah, I don't ever do that. Either. I don't
4: either, but it bugs me that I can't. <laughs> sell your account <laughs> name and password for Steam. You don't over. necessarily
3: want to. You just want to you just want the ability to do so. It's yeah. kind of like I don't I, I don't I might not come to your party, but I still want to be invited.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to your party. Yeah, know. that's what i Right room, yeah. That was it. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry if that was a little ranty, but it's just—it's it, cool. You love corporations. You're old. We it are. concerns me. Just the digital, yeah. That that the way that our world is moving to. I'm be not like concerned. Bring it
5: on. I don't want games. I, think, I don't want yeah. game boxes on my shelf anymore. I think it's, it's gonna be okay, Justin. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's the same reason I don't have a Kindle yet. Cancel your iPhone games back either. Yeah, it's
3: yeah. true. Don't like You got anything. lots of those.
4: That's right if you ever switch
3: operating. you want to sell your 99 cent iPhone games <laughs> but it's
4: like so now I, well no but now I'm locked into like once the moment I don't use an iPhone like let's be real like think about what let's cell be phones, real here
3: people real talk
4: yeah think about think about what cell phones were like 10 years ago like I love my iPhone I love Apple um, I only have Apple computers in my house but I don't know like 10 years is not that long. And like, it's very, very possible that I might be using some other operating system. What do I do with the hundreds of dollars I've spent on iPhone games? Then? And you're like, making that choice
5: and you, you no longer Do you still
3: it. play the games you bought 10 years ago? Um, hey, hold on to your iPhone. You bought
2: yeah. all these PSP games, hold on to a PSP.
3: Yes. Yeah. That phone will still work. You It'll still play work. the games on there even if you're
2: not using it as your phone. I can't imagine why people think we take the corporation side. <laughs> I love Apple! Yeah.
1: So, uh,
4: yeah, true. I mean, I, I'll never defend Walt gardens like that. Walt Gardens? walled Gardens, oh. yes. I don't know what that Walt. means.
1: Yeah,
4: that's probably a
3: discussion for another day. Yeah. Right, that probably good. brings us to sure. the end of this week's Gamescoop. Uh, but thank you listeners for listening in. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Anthony. I leave you this week with a hot new dubstep track by Sluggo, Nerd Rage, and Itchy Robot. It's called The Warrior. My name is Damon Hatfield. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
1: Yes.